Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. So Julie, the, since this podcast is about coach training, learning to coach and coaching, I guess we should talk about getting credentialed in some shape or form. Yeah, you are so close. I hope to be there by fall. Yeah. But I'd love to hear what you've discovered. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned in season one, we're both working on our, at least the first credential for the International Coaches Federation, ICF, um, ACC, Associate Certified Coach is the first level. You have to get 100 hours. I'm at 92. um, And I was just perusing on the website because I know that you should join the ICF as a member, you know, new community. Um, And since I've completed 60 hours of coach specific training, you can apply before you're fully at those hours. And that's what I decided to do as of late, because um, our coaching program Higher Ed Coach Training, Katie Linder, is now uh, designated as an ICF training requirement. So she went through the credentialing process to get our whole course and coach stuff all certified. And it's ACTP. It's a program that she offers. And so since that got certification a couple of weeks ago uh, in late June, uh, we I decided to log on find her organization and then sign up for a membership just to see what some of the benefits are and snoop around for the second half of the year. And so you could sign up if you have fewer than 60 hours and you're enrolled or you're not currently enrolled, but you're thinking about enrolling. So there's some different ways you go in. But since I figured, since I'm finished my training and I'm finished my mentoring hours, I'd go ahead and do it and see what's going on in the ICF professional association world. Uh, what have you discovered so far? I discovered that I'll have to pay some more money for my certification. I knew that though. <laughs> um, I'm kind of just like looking around. It's They have a conference coming up that looks really interesting. It's called Converge. Um, it's really interesting. It's going to be primarily online, October 26th to 28th. And it's not that expensive for if you're, I think it's like $300 or $400 if you have, you're a member. Um, so it gives you some ideas of how to develop the science of coaching, discovering strategies, building your network, practice itself. So I was um, kind of interested in just perusing that a little bit. And then just seeing some other, um, when they, you sign up and become a member, they send you your professional credentials. You have a little ID so my LinkedIn, everyone thinks I'm a certified coach. I'm not. I'm a coach <laughs> member of a community. And they give you like a download the membership guide. And so um, there's different ways you can engage with local chapters. And we have a local chapter. Uh, the Puget Sound one is in Edmonds, is based out of Edmonds, Washington. So the Washington nice. chapter. Yeah. So we have a couple of different local coach chapters and I'm going to dig into it a bit more, but I thought I'd at least get signed up. And um, I know that I want to apply soon for my credential, but I still have that knowledge exam. So I think I'm going to look through some different um, materials that ICF provides and so that we have from our training. I know that we have a Quizlet that we're going to study on from Katie as well. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting. I think I'm sure there's people out there who are like, well, why would you get credentialed? I could go create my website right now and mm-hmm. be a coach of the universe 
right? And just start coaching. And the, and the truth is you can. Um, I think for me, what I have enjoyed just from the community we've had is how, one, I love that uh, any information that I get is grounded in principles that seem, uh, not seem, that are related to ethics, that are talking about valuing the client, right? Like I, I trust the information that I get. And um, sometimes I'm lazy and it means I don't have to vet some of this on my own. <laughs> like there's a, there's a level of understanding that like the information and in the and the content that we're getting is, is vetted already, which is, which is huge. I think when you're learning a new thing like this. Um, the other thing that I really love is just the community of practice that has come with the accredited program, right? And being able to bounce ideas off of each other um, for things I'm doing at work now, right? For connecting with other people. Um, and you don't get that if you, I think, decide not to go this route. Not that everyone has to, you could only get that through Katie's program. We love Katie's program. But like, I think the, the coaching accreditation process uh, is is really where that community piece comes in. Yeah, it gives them standards. And the first level of coaching, um, you do is 60 hours of training. So ours was 48 hours of synchronous. Um, some coach coaches do this in a weekend, we've learned. And there's other training programs out there that are all ICF certified. Some some of them are through universities or colleges. Some of them are their own thing. Like there's some big ones, like I think of Coactive. There's the new ventures. There's lots of them that are out there. You can go and do this. Um, but with that, we had homework. So these all go into like an accredited program. So like actual hours that are synchronous, some that are homework, um, some that are mentored coaching. So you specifically talk on topics with your trainer, who's your mentor or another, or if you're doing this on your own through a portfolio path, like you don't always have to go through training, but you do have to have a mentor that supports and says, yes, you're coaching in the ICF way, in the standards and the ethics and the pillars that go behind it. And then of my, our hundred hours that we're working on 75 have to be paid. Um, so that's important to note. And there's a certain line, as you said, ethics, like we're not coaching family, probably not good, good friends. Um, and you are evaluated. So you submit at least one recording for a performance evaluation. And then we do this knowledge assessment, this coach knowledge assessment at the end. And like looking through what they offer, it's, it's kind of neat to see the ways you can continue education with ICF. You can volunteer as you would any other professional association. There's some local and other chapters. You can join service projects. So I just am curious because you and I have talked about like other ways coaching could be put into the world besides career or executive coaching. Like we just thought there's other ways that you could support community. And so I think this is what I'm hoping to explore. And I send people to the directory all the time, um, whether they've come to me for an exploration or I have a friend and I say, go look up people's Credentials, if they have an ACC or PCC, that's that's the professional coach level of 500 hours or more, then they're going to um, be listed and they're going to be active in there and you have to re-up your membership, right? So this is like something that you're part of this recognized body of doing the work and not all coaches have it. And I guess not all need it is what I'm learning as you look at people's site, but it's helpful to know any coach you're working with, like, what kind of credentials they have backing. So I've, I've seen a couple of friends profiles that are also ICF members, but they also have strength finders or Lego and play this or MBTI, depending on what their interests are and what they're coaching you on. You kind of want to see what is their background and um, how are they trained and where they gain their knowledge from. And so that just reassures, I think, if I'm looking for someone else maybe to learn from, or I want to refer someone else to that, they've got a whole directory there that yeah. say they're certified. 
what uh what do you see in terms of like professional or continued learning offerings are there opportunities there as well yeah so anyone that's already in like they list a few things i it's been neat to see icf rebrand in the last year so they've gone through some visual rebranding but they're also recognizing um there's other ways that they want to engage folks besides having some uh, the bylaws and ethics. So they've put out a list of podcasts. And since it is international, this is one of the few orgs that they say they're international. They really are. They have podcasts in different languages. I do think they have offered some things over the last year to help people around COVID resources as you're coaching um, things to know. Uh, we talked about that referral doc, the referring someone to therapy or seeing a counselor. Um, yeah. And there are other ways to connect. And that's where I think my learning is going to be. Like, I don't know if I necessarily want another course. Um, but if you're looking for continuing education credits, which is what you do to say to stay certified. Um, and I have no doubt that you will, and you, you and I will probably work towards more hours as we coach on. Um, so if you're going to go to the next level, you also have to um, submit those hours and have this, the same kind of process as you go through um, the credentialing. So yeah, I'm, I'm still exploring some of that, um, but there are some interesting things and I'm, there's lots on the website, but I think I'd be curious to get to know our local chapter once they have yeah. meetings again, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I had no idea that there would be local chapters. I don't know why it wasn't on my radar, but like no idea. Um, yeah, it's something I liked um, from the Association for Talent Development. ATD had local, and the Dallas one was pretty active. So they used to do um, open series. So you'd come and do like a mix and mingle. Maybe they have a speaker. Maybe they have a issue debate panel, which is kind of fun. And then there was it, you'd meet other people in the industry, um, and people would come from different backgrounds. And I think coaching is like the same way because you might have someone in HR, but you could also have someone that's like doing yoga and holistic whatever. And like so, it just seems like the world of coaching brings a lot of intersections and backgrounds. Um, so I'd be curious to meet some other people and what they're doing. And um, yeah. And someone else asked me, like we have coaches that we we're starting to meet locally um, and not everyone is an ICF coach, but they're like, tell me what you get out of it. So I, I don't know just yet, but I'm exploring and I'll let you know. Yeah. Great. Thanks Laura. Hey Julie. I can't wait till you're certified so we can have you in the club that we could go <laughs> to conferences together and wear matching sweaters and but not once again, once again, they don't even know what's going to hit them. Um, anything you're reading on the coaching? Speaking of learning, is there anything coaching oh, or non-coaching you're reading? Um, so I'm doing a bunch of research and reading about a lot of coaching adjacent things is what I would say right now for a project I'm working on. So I've been doing some group coaching research, but also looking at uh, mutual mentor mentoring. So like at network mentoring set up. Um, communities of practice, hat tip to you because you were throwing that out in a meeting um, and thinking about uh, what kind of setup would really work for a leadership development program that I'm working on right now. So um, it, it's been really great to see, you know, what are the themes that run through, right? And in surprise, it is a very client-centered approach that seems to rise to the top through all of this, right? And that looks different in all of these, uh, you know, approaches, but it is very like, this has to be focused on, is this person really getting what they need out of it? Um, which is why I think it's a really good model to adapt or play with for this development program I'm working on, right? Because there's no, there's not going to be one direct path for all of these people. It's going to be many different experiences. And so what they need to get to the next level is going to be very different. And so I like the idea of collective knowledge 
you know, what are we learning from each other? How are we supporting each other? Who can I connect you to? How am I pushing you forward a little bit? Right. So it can't be just uh, direct mentoring. Cause I think that is a, leave some gaps right around really pushing and goal setting and things like that. And so that's what I've been reading these days, a bunch of different articles and blog posts and things on those. That's great. Cause it sounds like your community practice can even have some outcomes they share, like they develop something that they put into mm-hmm. practice in their workplaces or across teams and they'll have shared like knowledge and artifacts. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me know if you want any light reading, you can always borrow a book from my library. You know, I have some of those. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you do. Right now I'm in the 10 page article place versus the hundred page book uh, category, but thank you. Uh, yeah. Cult- <laughs> cultivating. It's an old book, but it's a good one by Snyder. Um, it's something else. Cultivating, cultivating community practice is the book I'm thinking about for you. Um, that's just practical things. You, it's not just, um, as I say, businessy book. It's got some practical things you could put into and develop with your team if you're interested. Um, yeah. The book I recommend for coaches that are going through training and or starting their practice, if you're looking for like a book of tools from a great coach that's been in like industry, this woman I heard on a podcast, Caroline Caroline Webb, wrote a book called How to Have a Good Day, Harness the Power of Behavioral Science to Transform Your Working Life. This book is jam-packed with a whole bunch of powerful questions and tools. <laughs> so she used to work at McKinsey and has done some executive coaching and takes kind of like vignettes from her clients in there. And uh, it's a very coach-led book because there's so many different tools you could take and break down barriers. And so I listened to it and borrowed it from the library because I've got an issue with like t- stealing all the books from the library. Um, but I highlighted a bunch of great questions I would ask and things I would go back to. And if I was in coach training and doing a course where I had to create like a tool or a few tools, this book's got a few ideas. So um, one of them I was thinking about is just like, and we've done this with future self kind of things, like picture yourself five years down the road. What are you doing? Where are you working? What, what styles your hair? When you go to the office, what does that look like to you? What do you want? Who do you want to be working with? What are the projects you want to work on? And so like Questions that remove barriers were really great. And she had a lot of clients that you and I are working through um, leadership or executive coaching that gives me some ideas on helping them reframe and also um, meaning we'd ask these other questions to help them move out of their own way some ways or um, put themselves in other people's shoes. So there's lots of great things. And so no shortage of great leadership stuff that you've probably read about, but it was just a nice collective of bringing it all together with someone who's got a research background and says, this is the applied experience. So I recommend that one, um, how to have a good day. And hey, maybe you have a good day as well. That's what, that's what I say. Love it. Sweet. Well, until next time, Julie. Until next time, Laura. The coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.